Welcome to episode four of Ground Control, the space train interview series. By this time, you might have seen a poster, a post online, photos, or even attended a space train event. This live music series has been an incredible success for CICK, and we hope that those who attend, volunteer, and perform at these events feel the same way. On today's show, I'm so excited to announce that the upcoming Space Train event will feature Vancouver's Apollo Ghosts. Yes, yes, you heard that right. Apollo Ghosts formed in 2008, and their live show currently features Amanda Panda on bass, Adrian Teacher on guitar and vocals, and Dustin B on drums. Their latest album, Pink Tiger, is a two-part 22-song epic. Part one, Pink, is an intimate home recording with themes that grapple with loss, illness, death, and memory. Part two, Tiger, is an exuberant indie garage rock celebration of the persistence of friendship, music, and hope. Apollo Ghosts draw on a long history of independent and locally focused music making. From Flying Nun to K Records to their own Vancouver scene, to reinvigorating indie guitar rock songwriting with ambition and poise. I'm speaking with singer and guitarist Adrian Teacher today on the show about the making of the record, the sense experience of live music shows, and the band's general excitement for their first ever show in Smithers. The details of the show are as such. On Saturday, April 23rd, doors open at 7pm. We begin the night with general revelry, to which we are celebrating the lifeblood of this radio station, our volunteers. Radio of this caliber doesn't just happen in a town this size. It takes time, effort, vinyl, some elbow grease, and a dash of wit, enterprise, and some obeisance for the music makers. Everyone is welcome to join in the CICK Volunteer Awards ceremony and cheer on the winners and nominees of our station. There might even be a surprise show in the mix. Mm. Then we take a little breather, And we'll switch to the latter half of the night with the sweating, breathing, living thing that is a dance floor in front of Apollo Ghosts as they play. If you want strict timelines and details, please visit our Facebook page at Smithers Community Radio. And tickets are on sale now at Mountain Eagle Books. Here's my conversation with Adrian Teacher. Adrian Burris, welcome to Ground Control. Hey, thanks. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're, we're obviously so excited to have you come play at Smithers because everyone knows Apollo Ghost. Pretty much anyone who's involved in any campus or community radio station anywhere knows who Apollo Ghosts are. Um, but I was hoping to give the listeners who may not be familiar a chance to get to know you a little bit and a little bit about your musical stylings, which is one of the fun things about this show, if that's all right with you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no problem. Okay, great. So I, I'd like to start, I guess, um, with your musical beginnings. So did you come from like a musical family or, you know, was it like playing in band in school that made you realize that you really liked it? Or did you and your friends start a garage band? How how did you start playing music? Um, yeah, I, I probably against all odds. <laughs> uh, had no, yeah, family was not musical. I in any shape or whatever like mom's probably tone deaf uh, 
dad dad kind of plucked away at a guitar um but you know um it was kind of gathering dust by the time i i got interested in it um yeah so uh and i i I mean, I might have, I feel like I started on like a trumpet or something in grade, grade five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of gave that up. But um, yeah, so not a, not a, like any kind of family history with music. Um, I didn't really start going to shows until sort of uh, much later in my life, like sort of like late teens, early 20s kind of thing. So hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, kind of maybe an anomaly. I don't know. Yeah. Well, how did, so how did, um, I guess kind of a twofold question. What was your first band then? And yeah. then how, how did Apollo ghosts form? Uh, yeah. So, uh, the first sort of, I mean, I, I was kind of mucking around with, uh, the guitar when I got into my mid teens and, uh, got a four track, um, I bought I bought a four track uh, at the the local music shop. Somebody was pawning one, and I I was really interested in like record. I sort of got into the idea of recording, and and uh, this is around the time when sort of digital recordings sort of started as well. And like, so I had a computer and then a little four track, and sort of kind of mucking around and trying to copy you know things I saw on like much music or you know, albums that I had and, um, doing covers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then what about Apollo ghosts? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that band sort of started, like I had, I moved to Europe, Europe in like, I want to say like 2004 or something like that. And, um, sort of, you know, was really hoping to kind of like get more into like playing with a band and, had a band in, in, in um, actually in South Korea briefly with uh, another expat. And uh, when I came back to Canada, I had, I just had like sort of like, uh, you know, moleskin uh, notebooks full of like ideas and, and songs and stuff that I'd recorded on like a mini disc player and stuff. Yeah. So uh, when I got back to uh, BC, um, started going to university and stuff uh, and to finish off the teaching degree. And then I, um, yeah, I just kind of like uh, asked a, an old friend that I was in another band with that if he would play bass. And then I asked Amanda if she would sort of hit, hit the drums, even though she wasn't a drummer at all. And uh, yeah, that's just kind of started and took off from there, I guess. What did the pandemic teach you? Cause I saw some of the stuff that you were posting on uh, Instagram you know, like old pictures from shows where people are just crammed into a space. Right. So what did the pandemic teach you about like songwriting and playing live and having friends that you, you feel that actual like hurting need to play music with? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good question. Um, it certainly was a bizarre experience to take a break from that for, you know, a good year anyway. Um, I, I think, you know, you kind of realize like how much it means to you when you, when you can't do it. And, um, we recently played a show, a record release show. I don't know about maybe what day is it? April, uh, maybe like a month ago. And, um, yeah, it was like a lot of people's first show back and, 
you know, uh, so many people came up after and were like, Oh, I really needed that. Like, I really like, like, this is my first show back. Like it was a lot of, you know, people's first show back and stuff. And like, there's that human connection. And like, we're, we're a band that like really, um, always sort of had like, um, you know, people kind of, you know, pogoing at the front or like mm-hmm. holding on to each other and, you know, really, really diverse kind of crowd, not, you know, not like a, like bro rock band or something like we're, you know, very diverse kind of community of people in our shows and stuff. So um, I th- it's so integral, like just to have that human contact. And, yeah. and uh, so, yeah, it was bizarre. It was a very weird year. So it feels like, you know, things are, are kind of coming back. Mm-hmm. Did you, was there anything that you missed that you didn't think that you might ever miss? Like, it, uh, like, you know, like smelling 30 people smoking cigarettes <laughs> outside of a venue or something, you know, like, and that yeah. wafting in or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. All the stuff, like, you know, every, every aspect of a show is, is really, you know, hits all the, the sense sensory buttons, you know, like, yeah, like, uh, you know, smelling cigarettes and, you know, beer on people's breath and, 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 you know, um, you know, sweat and, um, you know, and, you know, when, when, when the crowd goes quiet for maybe a quiet song or, um, you know, um, people laughing with a friend they hadn't seen in a long time or uh, people singing along or, um, you know, people saying, oh, sorry, I missed your show. You know, like all, all of those elements setting up the gear, like is all just part of like this really sort of beautiful process of playing music and um, yeah, I, I missed it tremendously. It's like, you know, this, the question that I have next is kind of vague, but I'm just, I guess, more interested in uh, a little bit of the process. But can you talk about the making of Pink Tiger? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the, the, when the pandemic started, uh, we had, we had um, sort of had loose plans to, to record sort of the more sort of more upbeat material but then the pandemic hit. So then I had, I had a lot of fun. I did like a, a record of sort of cover songs of, of local bands, like the first, the first two weeks of the pandemic school kind of shut down. So I had a lot of time to kind of just um, do some recording. And I recorded like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like 40 bands or something, uh, local band songs and just put it out for fun for like a, a fun idea. And uh, it was it was just like all quiet stuff that I had recorded by myself and uh, got a good response like and it, and it felt really good and so I was like oh you know I've always wanted to like record some like quieter sort of music so uh, I bought some better recording gear and then would send things back and forth to our bass player Robbie and then you know get Amanda to like hit the hit the drums and and then. Uh, yeah, it just kind of emerged. And and then when things started opening up about a year later, uh, we went and recorded the other side of the record that sort of had been ready to go. So that was a pretty fast process. That was like three days as opposed to about a year for the other side. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's how it kind of came together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever use song lyrics like as actual sayings? in real life and if so what are they i mean i probably i mean i, I definitely quote probably the simpsons most, most oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. mostly in my life but yeah uh 
Yeah, occasionally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, you know, like the great, like, you know, always, always referencing the greats, you know, like I'll, you know, like a Joni Mitchell lyric mm. or something, or like a, you know, I really love um, David Berman from Silver Jews' lyrics. So, you know, yeah. Or Dan Behar from, from Destroyer, or, you know, anybody that's able to, able to just kind of capture, uh, you know, a real, a real feeling or, or an idea, like, yeah, for sure. I, I would, I would be down to do that I don't I couldn't off the top of my head think of one at the moment but yeah <laughs> and are you also the primary songwriter um lyricist in the group as well or are you guys or are you collaborative as a group um yeah like sort of like a benevolent dictatorship I guess like <laughs> um like I I do write the lyrics and I do write the arrangements um I I I, I will quite often also write like all the parts uh mm. drums and stuff bass but I also yeah like you know obviously like yeah like value everybody's input and, and often yeah their their stuff makes it on instead of my stuff like crappy demos or whatever and so it is a it is a collaboration but I I kind of get the final say and uh yeah um, but uh yeah lyrically like that's the dream right like you if, if you can get one zinger in your yeah like that someone else will pair it back like man it's like you know the the fun is you know kind of gold panning and looking for that nugget you know like one maybe you just have it once and uh you know you can be someone else's Aaron Neville there you go yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. um makes it fun so this space train series uh that yeah. that, that you're coming down to play for um, yeah it, it's been going off like gangbusters like we just have oh, like great. and and it is you know those kind of visceral feelings you know sights smells and, and yeah. those kind of things like i mean you know we're, we're feeling all of that and smithers just seems yeah. really really open mm-hmm. to having more live music coming and and as the uh, organizers of the event yeah. the, the radio station we've really been trying to kind of feed that mm-hmm. beast that's been yeah. so desperate to dance and get sweaty and and right. all that sort of stuff so how are you feeling about playing shows again and also you know what are your thoughts of coming and playing for like a hungry Smithers crowd at the Legion? Oh my God. That's like a dream come true. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, I can't, I, I can easily say that. Yeah. Some of my favorite shows have, have been in the Legion, uh, played a, a Legion uh, in Nanaimo many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw, I think I saw Nico case at the Legion in Nanaimo, like many ago, playing for like a dollar or something, you know, like, Oh my God. Um, you know, and, um, yeah, I, I think the, tr- the real charm of playing a small place is that there are always these like, you know, eccentric characters and, and people, you know, are, are they're just always like the places that we've played, you know, in our time, like, you know, the, the Missoula Montanas or like the, you know, like some, you know, small town in rural Quebec or whatever. And it's like, you know, the people just like to just it's so much often more fun than playing like a big city or something because like, yeah, people are, you know, so genuine and, 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 and they don't necessarily like, you know, always get like, you know, tons of sort of outside bands coming up. So for, for me, it's, it's just such a pleasure, you know, like I love, I love playing yeah, uh, places like that. Yeah. I, I think, and that's the thing too, is, you know, like a lot of us, you know, as someone who just goes to shows, you know, I'm, I, we go to, I go to a lot of shows and I yeah. really love live music and stuff like that. And yeah, I think that there is kind of that mentality that, you know, people in cities 
they're spoiled almost. Right, right, right. Right. But then there's the small town people who are like, they're more, yeah. they're more desperate for it. But speaking right. as someone who just went to a show in Vancouver at the Commodore oh, and, okay. and saw King Buffalo like two weeks ago oh, okay. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like a small town show. Right. Right. And I like, are you, are you getting the kind of that same feeling as well as the performer too? Or it's just like, like, you know, I'm seeing no fights. I'm seeing, you know, there's no, everyone's like so nice to each other. And yeah, you know, kind of that like hesitation, like, can we hug? We're having a good time. Right. Can we high five? Right. And right. Yeah. Like, you know, there's always like little microcosms too, right? Like I, you know, the, the, the scene that I'm a part of, or, you know, belong to in Vancouver is in itself, you know, like pretty small, like it's not, you know, we're not like, like, you know, uh, playing, you know, BC place or something like, you know what I mean? Like we're not the, the, the local, what you would might call like art rock scene or something or whatever, like, you know, similar vibe, like campus radio and, you know, and, uh, you know, all the fun weirdo arty people like is not that big. Like it's not, it's not that big really across Canada. Like we're not, we're talking about a pretty small kind of percentage of people that are into what we do. So um, yeah, it often does feel like, you know, even in a, in a city like Vancouver, like, okay, you know, I, I know most people at the show and, you know, if I don't, then, you know, cool. Like a new friend, you know, Pink Tiger has that real sort of that defining, you know, side, yeah. I guess like AB and then CD where it's, yeah. Right. You know, you had this softer, the softer side to it. And then, yeah, like this yeah. garagey, rocky sound, which I kind of, I associate with Apollo Ghosts as right, well. Right, right, right. Um, so I'd love to know, you know, a favorite song or, or a song that you want more people to hear or that you'd like to bring attention to from both sides. But sure. before that, what do you think is the role of community radio, campus community radio for small, for for bands that are coming up or bands that are trying or bands that are starting up because they were playing music together, you know, maybe during the pandemic, even and people that just don't know because they don't feel like they maybe listen to community campus radio. What, what do you think that role is for, uh, for bands in Canada, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, yeah, it's the great equalizer. I think like it's, um, you know, maybe I, I sort of see it as like, like elementary school or something where, you know, it's like a, like a, I don't know, like a, a, like it can be a training ground. It can be like, you know, real champion for people starting out, but it can also like, you know, it's also exciting to, you know, like for a campus radio to, you know, when you start playing music and playing in bands and then, you know, you put out your first thing and then, oh my God, you know, my record is, is up there on the charts with, you know, yeah. like, somebody that's famous or like that I really admire so it's like um I don't know and the, and you know like all, you know we've been a part of so many like you know campus radio kind of like events and and you know showcases and stuff like that and um yeah it's just such a wonderful thing and and you know like playing on on the air is super fun and mm-hmm. um but yeah no I, I mean I remember my dad saying something like you know, when I was a kid, like, he's like, oh, if I ever had a radio sh- station or if I ever had a radio show, I would call it random radio. And I would just play like the most random things. And I was kind of thinking about that the other day and like how, you know, you can have on, you know, uh, you know, community radio or campus radio, like, you know, like maybe like an, an, an indigenous voice that's talking about something. And then you could have like, you know, somebody else doing like, 
you know, punk rock. And then the next person's like doing some political rants. And then you have somebody that's playing only goth, like eighties, you know, <laughs> yeah. music. I, I just think that's so fabulous. Like, I think that's just, to me, that's the most demo, you know, democratic and cool, like kind of like, like way of presenting, you know, art. It's just it's a completely random and awesome amalgamation of everybody. You know? and, and, you know, I found as someone who's, you know, I've, been volunteering for uh for community radio for like 12 years right and so you know and whatever my time slot i always like to do or i always like to do like morning drive time slot that's always my yeah. favorite slot like so like 7 to 9 a.m yeah. and i i would have people that would call my show mm-hmm. who i had never met yeah um I, I didn't i don't think that we ever would meet either and yeah. they just were people that just had the radio on all the time and called yeah. in when they loved what you were doing uh, that's so cool. And it's just like, you know, like I, I don't, I still don't know what the pigeon man's real name is, but uh, pigeon man <laughs> would call my show and be like, you know, like, I can't believe you're playing, yeah. you know, and it was yeah. like, whatever, what Tina Turner, it doesn't even matter. It just would have been yeah, something yeah. that spoke to someone. And I just think, that yeah. the, I think that there's a beauty in the, in the lottery and the immediacy of radio as well. So I'm just a big, big champion of the, of the medium. Cause I just love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's very human, you know, like, playlists and algorithms i don't i mean they're cool but like i don't know can't really replace those kind of experiences you know? Def- definitely not um so my last question just because we're rounding up for time here is just kind of word of so- for like free association so i'm going to say two words to you and i just want you to say the first first either it's maybe two more words or just whatever pops into your head are, are you ready okay All right space and train space and train together yeah uh space train space oddity (laughs) (laughs) great no that's it there's no right answer Uh, everyone everyone asked us why we've called this event series space train (laughs) and even our station manager forgot (laughs) he forgot why we called it that (laughs) um adrian thank you so much i know that you're busy and i really appreciate you giving me the time today to talk with me on ground control Oh, no problem. My pleasure. And uh, yeah, looking really looking forward to the show. And uh, yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Um, what are the what would be the two songs that you would suggest from Pink Tiger? Oh, um, you know, it's so easy to just go one and one. Like I, I, I think uh, the Pink Tiger song is um, a good one. And then, um, yeah, Spilling Your Guts is really fun to play. So, yeah, we'll play both those songs at the, at the show. Yeah yeah great well for those listening make sure that you uh get your tickets now they're on sale at mountain eagle books for the apollo ghost show on saturday april 23rd and if you come early at seven o'clock when the doors open we will also be celebrating uh the cick volunteers and the hard work that they all did in 2021 so uh come out and enjoy the show and celebration with us on saturday april 23rd at the smithers legion
I never said 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 I